0: Hey folks, it's Pastor Jennifer Hodson from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. Uh, Thank you for joining us. This is the time of the week, uh, which I realize varies every week. It just depends on the the craziness of my life um, when I sit down and I record the sermon that I preached uh, from the previous Sunday. If you have not checked us out already, uh, you can visit us at BryanCommunityChurch.org or where you wanna see all of uh, the pictures and the events and the things that are really taking place, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Brian Community Church. Uh, I would like to, to share a story that keeps me up at night uh, when I really start to think about it. This is a story, maybe you've heard it before, uh, of a gentleman who was strong, he was considered tall and handsome and he had the opportunity uh, to lead a nation. Now uh, it wasn't just any nation, it was the Israel nation. Um, when judges were unable to lead the people, uh, the people requested another ruler, they requested a king and uh, this king would become a king Saul and he would uh, lead the people um, of, of Israel. God would ask that uh, the only thing King Saul should do is just be faithful to our God. And, um, and things went um, okay at the beginning, uh, but then what happened is King Saul started to allow power um, and selfishness to go to his head. And then of course he started to make decisions that um, led him and his reign and his kingdom downhill. Now, this is why it haunts me, because the Lord spoke these words um, to Samuel. Samuel was a prophet, a guide, if you will, to King Saul, a guide for God, a very godly man. And God spoke these words through Samuel. We are told that God said, I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. I regret that I have made Saul king. My brothers and sisters, this is not a passage. This is not words that we ever want anyone to say about us that we regret someone and especially from our creator. And I don't think any of us ever want to take our position, whatever that position is for granted, whether uh, we are husband or wife, parents, teachers, teenagers, volunteers, church members. And so that's why it keeps me up at night is because I just don't ever want to be um, in a place where God would say, man, I'm really disappointed in you. Uh, Or uh, in this case, God said to Saul, I raised you up to be king. But now, I'm going to bring somebody else in because you have not fulfilled my purpose. You know, and that's sometimes very sobering that God always has a planning and God always has a purpose. But if we choose, because we have that choice, just as King Saul had the choice, if we choose not to follow God and God's plan, uh, then God can take it away from us and he can raise someone else to do it instead. And so um, I want you to think about that. And I really, as a new church plant pastor, that's something that uh, I continue to, to think through. You know, here we have an opportunity, Brian Community Church, we are in a position of leadership just as King Saul was that um that we have an opportunity to show god's love and hope within the community of brian within the united methodist denomination and really all throughout god's kingdom and so here we have been given this this position and i just don't for the life of me uh, ever want to mess it up and i don't want us to mess it up i don't want god to say it regrets where we have sent you and so um keeping this kind of close not that we should we should dwell on it, um, but, but keeping it in the in the forefront of our mind let's ensure that that we stay on the path so that, that God doesn't have to either regret um, raising us up or if anything um, sending someone else in to do the job let's do it the right way and brothers and sisters I just celebrate and uh, because we were celebrating this past Sunday I just celebrate that that we are doing it right um, as of September 1st which is today when I'm recording this we are officially 10 months old and can you imagine it's hard for me to fathom but in 10 months our little tiny teeny church plants Um, We've already had worship services. We have had a baptism. We sent 14 kids to summer camp. Um, We've got three regularly meeting small groups in addition to our youth group uh, who is meeting every Sunday evening. And um, we've been doing missions and evangelism and this is a big deal and people are watching us and we have people cheering us on both inside and outside of the church and just like Jesus there are crowds of people and they're coming and some of them are just curious what is this new church plan and who are these Methodists um, called uh, Brian Community Church and some folks are excited and they're cheering us on and then of course you know I mean jesus had them too we have those folks who who want to see us fail and um of course we don't want that to happen uh, not because uh, we care about what anybody else thinks but we care about what god thinks and this mission that that god has us on we want to do it well and right um and so I just want to encourage us as a church, uh, encourage you if if you're joining us and you're worshiping somewhere, uh, to make sure that we keep God at the forefront of our mind, that we continue to lead into our mission, to love God, to love people, to share Christ's hope with the world. Um, If you have missed it or, or you're not familiar, this comes directly from Jesus' great commandment and great commission. Jesus said the greatest commandment out of anything else is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself, right, to love God, to love people. And then the Great Commission, to go therefore into all nations, meaning all the world, there are no boundaries, there's no borders in the kingdom of God, Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is who we are called to be. This is our why, as Simon Sinek always encourages us uh, to ask, what is your why? Our why is because we are called to love God. Why? Because he's loved us. We, We are called to love people. Why? Because God loved us even when we were unlovable. Why? Because God saved us through His Son, and we are gonna go therefore into all nations sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. But brothers and sisters, I want to, to share this with you because this past Sunday, I just wanted to, to paint a, a picture, paint a vision of who we are, um, and so if we had folks joining us for the first time, uh, then they got to hear, you know, where it is that we are going. If you're joining us for the first time, this is where we believe God is calling. Now, he could always change the plans, right? But but this is who we want to become. Uh, we want to be a multi-generational church that reaches little tiny babies all the way um, through men and women who are about to meet Jesus. We want to to be a body of Christ where we can grow with one another and deepen our faith, deepen our understanding of scripture, which by the way, I don't know if we'll ever completely understand scripture, but we can um, understand it more and more the more we're in God's word. And I've asked the church, I have asked Brian Community Church, this group of people, we've got children, we've got youth, we've got adults, you know, if anything is possible with God, because anything is possible with God, what are your God sized dreams? And so goodness, I have had folks say, you know, we want to have multiple worship services. We love to worship, but we know that people like to worship in, in different ways. Okay, so we wanna have multiple worship services and we wanna have children's ministries and youth ministries and we want to, to go out and to serve the community. We'd love to, to house a clothes closet. Uh, we would love to allow chosen, which um, gets gently used medical supplies into the hands of folks. Um, who, who have need, we would love to house them, right? One day here in our community, uh, we would like to, to have them all under one roof or at least within the, the same area. We'd like to even have a coffee shop or, or set up affordable housing, right? The sky's the limit uh, because God is limitless, and so I love to hear the the enthusiasm and the faith of our congregation members set this long term goal in three, five, ten years. This is who we want to be now, brothers and sisters. Right? Um, my professor says, "Well, how do you eat an elephant?" Because that can seem, you know, overwhelming, uh, and and the response is, of course, just one bite at a time. And so, our long-term goals, we know what they are, right? We want to to be just this body that embraces the kingdom of God, embraces our call to to love um, as God had loved, to to reach out and share the hope of Christ as Christ gave us the hope. Um, But in order to reach those long-term goals, we have to start uh, a little smaller. And so I would like to share with you kind of what we are planning in the next year, okay? So this is our 12-month goal. If we hit it sooner, um, that's great. Uh, But first, um, you know, we are meeting in the Presbyterian church, I love them dearly, but I said to the congregation, you know, if, if you've ever hosted a dinner party and you had people over, um, you know, there's a period of time in the evening when you as the host you start to you start to get tired and you look at your watch and right, and, and you don't want to be rude and you don't want to, to tell your guests that it's time to leave. Um but you also know that sometimes, you know, like it's time to, to clean up the dishes and take the trash out and um, you know tidy up the, the couch cushions, and at some point, you know, go to bed. Well, the same thing can be said, I think, um, for, for anyone, uh, and, and I wanna make sure that, you know, the Presbyterians aren't looking at their watches and thinking, gosh, these, these Methodists just won't leave. So one of the goals that, that we have set is to find a, another location um, over the next year. Now, um, I have been working on a number of, of prospects, and so right now, I'm just trying to pray, and I'm gonna ask the congregation, and I've been kind of asking the congregation what their thoughts on um, some of those other locations are, uh, and, and just be in prayer and say, okay, God, just God, show us you know, what's the next step. So I'm hoping that in the next 12 months, we can we can have another um, place, right? Another stepping stone. Gosh, if you know anybody who could just, you know, drop, you know, 200, $300,000 so we can purchase some land, yeah, why not? Um, if not, that's okay, maybe you can pray that uh, at the right time, manna will fall from heaven or, you know, those resources that we need, um, we can we can set aside, fundraise, um, and give towards. Anyways, find a new church location within the next year. Two, we'd like to expand our children's ministry and our youth ministry. Now, brothers and sisters, we have been blessed because Miss Laura does a fabulous job with the kiddos, uh, Miss Kelly does a fabulous job with the youth. You know what? I've talked. to to Kelly, she is not going anywhere. Um, I said we can check the youth off our list but we would like to try to find a, a more permanent children's uh, director miss Laura we know she's not going anywhere within the church but she, but she is going to step down from that role of, of coordinating uh, children's activities and so um, I want you to be in prayer for us and uh, that we find somebody that we could hire part-time um, by May of next year by May of 2024 and then also this is the big one. So drum roll, please. By May of 2024, May 2024, just a few months away, I would like to see uh, 200 people in worship. Hold on, I just said, I would like to see. This is a number that came from the congregation. The church would like to see us and by 200 people. Um, to be a part of our regular uh, weekly services. And that might seem a lot, but brothers and sisters, we had 109 this past Sunday. So with the commitment of the congregation um, and you helping us get the word out, it is possible and again with god anything is possible i also said i wasn't afraid of bribery and i'm not going to bribe anybody with gift cards or brand new cars however i did say that if we can reach 150 people in worship by the end of this year by the end of december i would make maryland crab dip and a meal for the congregation now Believe it or not, I'm a really good cook. I think honestly, that might be the only, one of the the only reason, only reason, one of the reasons my husband uh, married me is because I could cook and I can make a mean crab dip. And I know our congregation already knows this because I might have made it and shared it in the middle of one of my services. So 150 people by the end of December in worship, we can do it. Uh, and I would love it if you would help us get the words out. But this is it. These are our goals. Not too not to extravagant, right? Find a home in the next year. Uh, hire a part-time children's director, grow our children and our youth ministries, and then reach 200 people in worship. And if you're starting to get concerned, is this possible, really, can can we do this? I close my sermon by reading this passage from Acts chapter 2. Brothers and sisters, this is the very first church that we are going to hear from. When a group of people came together and they were faithful, listen to what took place. Listen to their actions and then watch how God grew their small group. Ready? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So they devoted themselves to learning God's word, to coming together, to have meals together, and to pray together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. And what they did is they sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. So they took what they had and they sold it because they saw other people who needed help And they helped them, they supported them, they loved them because that's what Jesus did. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. They worshiped together. And then here it is, because they did these things, because they were faithful and they put their, their words into actions, they took what Jesus taught and they put it into practice. And the Lord added to their number daily, those who were being saved. Do you wanna know how many people (coughs) God added? Yep, that's my dog, he's excited too. In verse 41, Acts chapter two, verse 41, 41, about 3,000 were added to their number that day. We're just trying to get to 200. If we get to 3,000, praise God. Praise God. Oh gosh, I'll make, I'll make you crab cakes if that's the case. But no, brothers and sisters, it is good and we are working hard and we have to continue to be faithful and be excited and to give God praise for what God has already done and then what God's going to continue to do when we choose to step out in faith, do the hard thing, ask folks to come and join us. But most importantly, it's not about a number. It's about the hearts of the people that we care about that we love, because we want everyone to know what we have found, which is the amazing grace of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, wherever you find yourself, may you be at peace.